This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Jason and Ken's Six Pack. Inside access to what the boys are drinking. <laughs> I mean, thinking. 1057 The Fan. Jason, today's six-pack are the six most memorable events we've been to at the Civic Center, Baltimore Arena, Royal Farms Arena. And we're doing that because, yeah, within the last day or two, if you haven't heard, there have been multiple um, reports. I think the Baltimore Sun had it first that there were three finalists for this bid to redevelop and reimagine the ROFO Arena, as it's now called. And it looks like the winning bid is going to a conglomerate that includes uh, Kevin Durant and and sort of his um, business that he has that's mm-hmm. involved in construction and redevelopment. And it looks like they'll probably have to shut down the arena for uh, a year for this project to be done. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah, the study was done that basically you know, people have looked at different water locations and other spots and where should it be if it's not there. And, and this was based upon this the existing location being best. But they're talking about all the money coming from the private sector, KD and his other in- yeah. investments, uh, investment partners. Uh, it'll be 150 to $200 million going into this. And it would be redoing the out, the interior, the roof, the exterior, making it so you can see inside more, more transparent, better concourses. They're talking about having luxury suites and the like. Look, I, I don't think we're I mean, we're not getting an NHL or an NBA no. team. Could we get minor league hockey back? Uh, you know, could we have something where um, more it, consistent big time concerts? Right, and 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 some different sort of events. And and look, maybe some of the local college basketball tournaments mm-hmm. being held there more regularly. I, I, anyway, I, I'm all for it. Even if we got a G League team. I mean, something I to take that. My, by the way, too. I would be very cool well, with that. The job that they have done with that arena to get what they've gotten, Despite I think, Despite it being what it is. It's yeah. been incredibly impressive. Yeah, but it is, I mean, it was dilapidated in yeah. the oh, 80s going well, to so, blast games. I mean, forget about it now. My, my concern when I first saw this was I can remember as a kid 
they announced that they were going to make improvements to the arena, and I I remember being all excited about it. And all they did was improve the outside. Yeah, no, it's it's been cosmetic at best, and this is a this is a completely like holistic re envisioning of that space. So I, I hope it, they're still working on how the lease would work and who gets what kind of the money and all that stuff. But it would not be the city doing this. It would be privately funded and privately constructed. So let's get things started with number six. Number six. And Jason, I'll get it started. My number six, and it's it's a conglomeration of of games. Yeah. Going to Skipjack's games as a kid with my with my dad. And just I remember going to a Skipjack's game and saw the greatest fight I've ever seen in my life oh. at a Skipjack's game. Yeah. Just minor league hockey with my dad as a kid. Those are memories that will stick with me and and, and keep me honestly keep me sane when he tells me he loves you more than me. <laughs> so they'll I'll never say it. Yeah, those those never thi- say it. Those things yeah, those memories, uh, it's just, I can't tell you one specific right. Skipjacks game, but yes, going to Skipjacks games. Hockey at the arena is my six. I tried, there was a specific game I was trying to find, and I know it exists because I was there. Back when the Caps were affiliated with the Skipjacks, I know there was a preseason game. It was late in the preseason calendar. The, there was a doubleheader. It was the Binghamton Rangers against the Baltimore Skipjacks, and then it was the Rangers against the Caps. Okay. And... I vividly remember they used to have the penalty boxes across from each other, not on the other side of the scorer's table like in most arenas. Mm-hmm. And I swear that Ty Domi and Alan May were chucking pucks at each other across the ice into the other wow. into the other penalty box. And those two I think fought twice in that game. I couldn't I know that in September 15th, like 1989, I found accounts of a 2-2 tie between the Caps and the Rangers at the Civic Center. Maybe it was that game. Nobody wrote about this fight, though, that I could find. But regardless, I, I do vividly remember that. I still have a Clipper Clapper somewhere and going to Clippers games, going to Skipjack games. I loved hockey as a kid. I don't follow hockey anymore. I wish we had an AHL team. Mm. I would go. I would take my kids. Number five. Number five. And, and I apologize. Clippers and Skipjacks games as a kid. But go on, Jason. Number five. I do have an exact date for, for number five. I have exact dates for the rest of them. This is March 19th, 1995. They were hosting the first uh, round of the tournament, the NCAA tournament there. Wake Forest was I playing. I was there for that. You know, uh, Tim Duncan, Randolph Childress. I was a junior in college, and I got credentials through the Syracuse Post mm-hmm. Standard. I was doing some freelancing. I had my old Radio Shack um, micro, what would they call it? It was That wasn't even a... Uh, really a computer. It was like a word processor yeah. that you could send stories with or dictate from. And uh, I got my best friend, Brandon Johnson, who was into photography. I kind of finagled him a, a, um, a courtside yeah. photo pass. Yeah. So he was taking all these pictures that I guess he used for his photo class of, at, you know, in college or, or whatever. Um, but anyway, it was one of the first professional assignments I ever had. That was a really good uh, Wake team. I was on press row for that, too. You know, Oklahoma State was there, which had big country reads. Yeah. And they went to the Final Four that year. It was Alabama, I think St. Louis, UPenn. I think it was, there was a MEAC team. I think I don't know if it was NCA&T. I just remember Alabama had Roy Rogers. He was yeah. their center. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I was, I was on press row. I was covering it for Channel 2. But I was, it did not make my list. But I was there as well. So what's your five? My five was similar to six. Going to Blast Games as a kid. Oh, we'll get there. That's way higher on mine. But Blast Games, I'm not a soccer fan, but as a kid, going to Blast Games was a big deal. If you were a kid around Jason and I's age, 
Blast games were a big deal for a period of what, like three, four years, Jason? It was really the only thing to do in the winter. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. once the Colts left. And, and there was a period of time. The there was a period of time when the MISL had a, had a a championship round game on CBS. You thought it was going to become a big deal. And that was yeah. blasting the soccers, I'm pretty sure. Like the blasts were part of that. Going to it was like this. They big had event. national deals with USA Cable yeah. Network. I mean, yeah. there yeah. And and the the place it wasn't a big place. It's never been a big place, no. but it would rock and they play celebration and just the whole thing. It was a, it was a Huge event, like Stan Stamankovich and Mike Stankovich and, and oh, we'll Kenny Cooper and all of that. So number five was that for me. Let's get to number four. Number four. My number four, and this is one of the specific events, uh, going to see Garth Brooks at the arena. This was uh, like around the time we had a big snow, what, like four years ago? Going to that show there at the arena. And Garth, I'm not a huge country music fan, but I do. I went through what I like to call Garth Brooks phase. Gotcha. And I've seen Garth Brooks multiple times. And it they was say just, he's quite the showman. He is quite the showman. And he put on quite a show. I think he did like six shows. He'd do like two shows a night. There was a big snowstorm. A couple got wow. canceled. And yeah, going to see Garth Brooks at the arena. He rocked that place out. That's my number four. My number four, March 3rd, 1984. WWF in town. Mm. Hulk Hogan, that January... Was the first person to ever escape from the camel clutch. And he oh, won wow. the belt from the Iron Sheik at MSG in January. Jabroni. I believe his first defense of that belt was March 3rd, 84, at the Civic Center. I know I was there. He beat Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. Mr. I, was a Wonderful. Big, I was a big Mr. Wonderful yeah. guy at the time. Ex-football it didn't look player. like Mr. Mr. Wonderful wanted anything to do with Hulk Hogan. He actually, I think, lost the match. What was it like if you were outside the ring for 20 seconds or whatever? He actually like lost the match yeah, yeah, they on a out. countdown. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper was involved in a tag team on that card. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant. Pit? Andre the Giant fought on that card, which I, I remember him being there. I don't remember who he fought. Uh... And uh, Superfly Jimmy Snuka, Snuka. wrestled uh, Mr. Fuji, yeah. who I only knew as a manager. Can I tell you that I, I played blackjack with Jimmy Snuka in, in Vegas? Troubled guy. Yeah, and, and he was at a, I was playing at a $5 table, and he stayed on every 16, and yeah. it drove me crazy. Yeah. Uh, I have never been to a wrestling match in person. It I was did, huge in I the did, 80s. I, I, I watched it like that crazy. That place was packed. That place was sold out for this event. I, I remember a, this event. My dad wouldn't take me to wrestling, but I, I was a huge wrestling fan for a period of about five years, and then I, I couldn't stand it anymore. We would, but, we would be like me, my cousin yeah. Teddy, my cousin Mark, their mom Phyllis. Yeah. We'd come in with all these Italian subs that like my Aunt Mary or my grandmother made. Uncle Vito would always drive us down there. It was a thing. Let's get to number three. Number three. That's you, James. Number three is October 4th, 1983. It was a big, big month for young Jason Lockenford, nine years old. The Orioles would win the World Series. And I saw my first concert at the Baltimore Civic Center. Quiet Riot opening for Iron Maiden. Wow. The World Peace Tour. That's P-I-E-C-E because Maiden was touring for peace of mind. Mm. Like, not... Pieces in world peace. Pieces in a piece of your mind. Crazy. I'd be more interested in in Quiet Riot than Judas Priest. It wasn't Judas Priest. Was Iron Maiden. Either either way. Well, full disclosure. At that point in time, Quiet Riot was probably my favorite band. They were huge. And yeah, I mean, this come on, feel the noise had just come out. But yeah, like Metal Health, that album had come out. And yeah, my I dragged my dad. Got finally convinced him to take me. I'd been begging, begging, begging. Then one day, like I come home from school and the tickets are there. Uh, he did not. He refused to stay through the entire Iron Maiden set. We left about halfway through. They brought Eddie, the big mechanical, like I don't even know what he is, zombie out there, and they were about to blow Eddie up. And he's like, "We're out of here. You've seen enough." Um, but I, I knew from that day on, Kenny, I would 
bang my head the rest of my life. That's a good one. My Thank n- you. I'm glad you approved. Yeah, yeah. My number three, and this, I was happy to see this. I'll tell you a quick story. And buddy, mine's a ticket broker, and the Eagles were in town a few years back. And he said, Do you, he had the extra tickets. You want to go? I said, how much are they? He told me. I said, no, nah, I'll wait the next time. And then Glenn Fry passed away. So I never got a chance to see the Eagles with Glenn Fry. So Tom Petty was in town a few years back. And I got tickets. And I went. And it was an amazing show. And he passed away within a year later. So was, I'm pretty pretty lucky I got to see him. It was it was cool to see. I, I have nothing but respect for Tom Petty. I won't say anything about the Eagles. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was told a long time ago, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That, but you don't you don't abide by that very often. Though. Oh, I am in this case because yeah. you brought up dead Glenn Fry. Yeah, let's go to uh, let's go to number two. Number two. My number two is April twentieth, twenty sixteen. Bruce Springsteen on the River Tour at the Baltimore well, Royal Farms Arena. A great night. I'm not a huge fan. So what he did is he played the entire album. It's a right. double album. And there's there's some there's some some some, some yeah. stuff in there you could live without. Yeah. Some filler. So so because of that, and he does a three hour show, but because it's a double album, that's a lot of the show. It still was a great show. It's not my favorite Springsteen show of all time, but anytime I get to see Springsteen, Springsteen at the Royal Farms Arena, April twentieth, twenty sixteen, the River Tour. That's my number two. My number two is June 8th, 1984, Game 5 of the MISL Finals. I remember sitting in the nosebleeds where you couldn't see half the field because of the way that arena is constructed. Uh, the Blast finally hoist the title. Over 12,000 people in the arena that night, Kenny. Wow. Uh, Blast ended up winning. Um, it was like 6-3 to three late in the third quarter, and then the Blast pulled away, ran away with it 10-3. Uh, a great night. Everybody thought Stan Stamankovic was going to be the MVP of the series. They gave it to Scott Manning. Scott Manning wasn't Boom. even in goal for yeah. Game 5. It was Keith Van Aaron. But Manning played amazing in the yeah. two games in St. Louis. Game 4 in the Kiel Center, over 15,000 people were there for the uh, for that one in St. Louis. Uh, the Blast were a huge thing back in the day. It was a lot of fun. Um, a great quality soccer. No San Diego soccer's in the league that year. They were in the NASL, mm-hmm. not the MISL, which we never, you know, we never beat the soccer's. Number one. Number one. Jason. April 9th, 2015. Stevie Wonder, Songs in the Key of Life tour. Played the album completely through. And then took a break and then did a whole nother set. I never knew. I mean, I get goosebumps just talking about it. Like you, you like when you're in the presence of a true genius, it's it's sort of otherworldly. And to watch, I didn't I had no idea the array of instruments he could play. I mean, I've always been a Stevie Wonder fan. It's the I like only Stevie time a lot. I've seen him live. To see what he could do on a guitar, to see what he could do. I mean, it was almost like at one point I think people were just throwing songs out there and he could just he would just play it. He had an amazing band with him. I'm a huge um, Sir Duke playing, fan. Playing Prince songs. But yeah, played that album all the way through and then played a ton of other stuff. It had to go on close to four hours. Just an absolutely amazing musical experience. My number one is November 20th, 2009. Bruce Springsteen in the East Street Bruce Band. Bruce twice? Yeah, absolutely. Two different shows. That's my number one. Just he, like Cedric he, Mullins in that six-pack twice. How is He's the consistent. Same. These are two, He's consistent. These are two different events, Jason. Okay. They're, 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 you made your point. They're you made seven your years point. apart. You made your point. did the whole Born to Run album that night. It was an amazing show. Born to Run's a great album. It's a great amazing album. Amazing show. He opened with Rex. 
Wrecking Ball, which was a great song until he reworked it, and I didn't like it as much. Molly but Cyrus covered that? No, he, no, different Wrecking Ball. Kidding. But yes, uh, good song too. Uh, but uh, an amazing night. That is my top six, uh, and we are way. We late, destroyed so. the clock. Yeah, we, 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 it's inside access. Jason we didn't Lock punch the clock. We killed it. Ken, Ken Wyman, we'll come back. A little purple rain in the forecast, and we'll discuss this defense. And we'll we'll hear from one John Harbaugh Pick talking one about clip. Yeah, part part of the defense <laughs> that's, that's next clip. year on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.